Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it's wonderful to have your company today for episode... Two, three, three. This week on Toy Power, we hit up all the latest exciting news out of the toy world, and then we jump into a mystery package opening. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. Voting high for Mars Attacks. (laughs) Frank. Voting no for Mars Attacks. <laughs> and Aaron. And abstaining from Mars Attacks voting. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I reckon Leanne and I were on a holiday, you know, just, uh, I don't know where, not at home. And it came on TV hmm. and we were watching it. And it was just, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, it's so, it goes from kind of like yeah, this yeah. retro yeah. sci-fi into this ultra-violent kind of alien invasion. It, it, it just... I don't. I can't remember if, if I liked it or didn't like it, but I just found the tone so very weird. weird. Well, that, that, so just to give uh, all our listeners a bit of uh, hindsight of what, why we're talking about Mars Attack. So on the latest uh, episode of DVG, they had uh, Chris Fresh from Geek Dudes on the episode and they obviously looked at Mars Attacks and it was a general consensus from Dave and Casey that uh, it was not a good movie, mm. uh, very questionable what it wanted it to be, what genre it fe- yeah. fell in yeah. sort of yes. thing. 100%. And Chris Fresh came on board saying this is the best, funnest movie. It's a comedy. <laughs> it's a sci-fi. You know, how can you not love it? And and I feel I was on Chris Fresh's side right. this round. I, th- I really enjoy that film. Uh, I haven't... You know, that being said, I haven't watched it in the last, you know, probably five years or something, but I know re-watching it tomorrow, I would think quite highly of it. I think it's wacky and uh, brilliant. For... And those aliens look really cool. Yes. Like they're just, yep. They have that, it's that retro sci-fi oh, yeah. look. 50s. Right. 50s. Yeah. 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 Very cool. All right. It's All right. wacky and it's cool and it's clever and it's a great cast, but, you know, when I think about the other films that Tim Burton's done, it just, to me, it's easy to gloss over it. Yep. Okay, fair call. Well, it's not Batman, is it? <laughs> That's exactly right. Well said, Mr. Well said, Sir Trent. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our first topic. Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? I'm Batman. She's got a new hat. Alright, and kicking it off for latest news, we have yet another Marvel Legends wave reveal. Now, this is you talk about uh, synergizing all their brands and all this. This is Marvel Legends doing what they do really well. We have seen a Marvel Legends What If wave. Now, What If, for those who don't know, is the new show that at the time of this recording comes out inside of a week. I think it's like August 11th, something like that. Um, and it's an animated show based around... Uh, sort of weird crossovers what if peggy carter took the super soldier serum what if you know spider-man had dr strange's cloak and all these sorts of weird wacky sort of stuff uh marvel being what they do they've actually got the voiceovers of 
a lot of the original uh, actual actors. So you get uh, Tom Holland in there. You get uh, Hayley Atwell, uh, Benedict, ridiculous last name, and quite a few others. That's the one. Uh, I didn't want to say it in case I made it sound like a swear word. Um, So, yeah. So this wave is uh, all about that. You get T'Challa as Star-Lord. It's actually the last uh, thing that the the late uh, Chadwick oh, wow. Boseman did for Marvel so you'll actually yeah, right. hear his voice uh, in this instance T'Challa is Star Lord which I think yes. is a pretty cool crossover so uh, we get T'Challa as Star Lord we get Captain Carter who uh, is basically Peggy Carter but very much with the the British logo emblazoned on her um, Union Jack Union Jack that's, that's right, the yeah. one thank you uh, Zombie Hunter Spider Man which I'm not familiar with at all. Uh, Doctor Strange Supreme, which basically looks like a purple evil version of Doctor Strange from near as I he can tell. He looks like he needs a good sleep. <laughs> He's yeah, got a few bags like under a, the eyes, doesn't bit he? Bit of a vampire, bit of a zombie, yeah. you know, yeah. has a look to him, yeah. He's yeah. still got a bit of a Raz Al Ghul vibe yep. going on. Oh, That's yeah. a good call. Yep. 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 Yeah, I really, really like that figure. And obviously the Captain Carter is awesome as well. Yeah, we also get a look at Heist Nebula, who looks largely the same, but she's got this lovely blonde hairdo instead of the, uh, instead of the bald look we're used to. it's kind of like a 60s... Housewife yeah. look. I don't. It's a bizarre hairstyle for her. Yeah, uh, and we also in this way we get Loki. Uh, sorry, Sylvie, or one of the Lokis uh, from the Loki TV show. She's not a what if figure, but she's p- makes up part of this wave. And the builder figure is none other than Uatu the Watcher, which is a figure fans have been clamoring for for the longest time. Uh, it is previously I think the only way you could get him was a Marvel Select version which ran you about $70 thereabouts so not hard to get a hold of um, but yeah this is a, a build figure version this one runs a little bit smaller than the Marvel Select so sort of pick and choose as well as in this wave we also get and this is probably my pick of the figures Zombie Captain America so all those people who love the Marvel Zombies comic run this is our first look at that there's obviously going to be an episode in the show dedicated to it if you have a close look at the pictures, he's actually got a piece of his leg that is is like got a hole through it. You can see right through. Right through. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's so it's such what people go. Oh, not another Captain America figure. There is so much individual tooling oh, on yeah. this figure. It's ridiculous. Um, we also got a couple of other standalones. We got the Tiger figure that had sort of been teased on a previous stream. That's coming on the retro card, and we get the Hydra Stomper, which, as near as I can tell, is Tony Stark. Uh, no, it's not sorry, Tony Stark. Um, Steve Rogers is actually inside of yeah. that suit. Well, Hot Toys have done one. Hydra, yeah, right? mm. Hot Toys have done a Hydra Stomper and a Piggy Carter, yep. and it actually opens up and there's a Steve Carter inside. Yep. And and I'm not sure if it's with this one. I think it's the case that the Piggy Carter mm. can attach to the back, and they fly. You know, Stomper oh, flies around with right. Piggy on the back. Whoa, okay. So so they get, I think they get around together. Yep. Like. Maybe yeah. it's... I don't, I don't know. That's the whole point. Yeah, Every, who take, knows? Take everything you know about the Marvel yep. Universe and flip it on its head because all the rules are made to be broken. But it's, this, it's so. so cool. It's that kind of like army green colour. It looks yep. like if, if Hydra had mass-produced the Iron Man suit, like kind of like a, a Mac 1 yep. like a, very like a early suit. Tank. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a... You it's know, huge. Yeah. Just I I just love the aesthetics of it. Yeah. It's cool. That's that's a deluxe figure, that one, so that'll run you a bit more expensive than your average Marvel Legends. But yeah, 
Very, very cool wave. Lots of questions about this. Part of me kind of wish I didn't see this because in a show like this, the big reveals of everything, seeing Spider-Man walk out with the Doctor Strange cape on, and wow, that would, would have been a moment. And I feel a bit like... How we saw with Skeletor God before, you know, Masters Revelations. It's like, acted as a spoiler. Yeah, yep. I, I think yeah. so. I mean, you know, there's no details on the storyline and stuff, but still, um, yeah. So lots of uh, more Marvel Legends for people to buy. What are your thoughts on this, Frank? In the sense that we know that What If is an animated series, mm. and these designs have that anime look. You know, they they, they look do. more like they're cartoon. They they look like they'll be cartoon accurate. How do you how do you find that? Would you have preferred you know like sometimes with say Star Wars Black series they take a character that's from the Clone Wars that's done in animated style, but they go we want it to blend in with the other Black series figure. Let's interpret it as a real actor, and they've so they've done that a little bit with their designs. What's your take? Would you have preferred them to interpret these as movie style so they fit in nicely with the shelf, or are you quite happy for these to be animated? and looking quite different to everything else on your shelf. I, th- I think that the flatter style works for these figures. If you've, if you've seen the trailer for the show, it is almost sort of cel-shaded. It's a very sort of modern animation technique that they're using for the show. And I think that comes across in these figures. You're right. Most Marvel Legends stuff, whether it's the, the comics-based or the movie-based, is, is meant to look real world and stuff, whereas these have a lot of a lot more flat colours and, and not a lot of texturing to them. So I think, I think for me, a bit of variety is nice, yep. to be honest. Yeah, because, I, I mean, if you'd asked me Into the Spider-Verse, mm. I, I love those figures, and they're done in that... They, they look like the animation. Yep. And I, I think, like, I'm looking at them now on your shelf, they don't look out of place. Mm. Um, and I think the same thing. These will fit in but there'll be something a little bit different yep so 100% okay fitting in nicely uh, to back that up is the NECA what if so NECA shared out some shots of their what if aliens shown off during their comic con so these xenomorph from the alien versus predator arcade video game which released by NECA back in 2019. So the the uh, video game versions were very matte. They were very, you know, one single colour with the uh, light, you know, shades on them and things, much like they do with the turtles, with the shadow right. and things like that. Yeah. So you had, uh, you know, one of the aliens was uh, predominantly gold with the, you know, black body, purple body with black head and then blue sort of thing, you know, very mm. traditional colours. Whereas this time round, they've gone, let's use those beautiful sculpts, so very, very unique sculpts, and let's turn them into as if they were, you know, in the movies, that real world style. So now we've got the arachnoid, the chrysalis, and the razor claw uh, painted up in this new world style. So these figures will have a first release VIA Walmart in August with a wider release to follow. And I think this is a really cool way of you know like Nekadu re you know using reissuing the same mold again but to fit into your movie verse yeah. line rather than fitting into your um more generic you know one-off video game line mm. so i think these are really cool and i you know uh i pref- uh, if, if i i'd probably get the razor claws if any uh it's got a got a purple tone to it sort of thing but my alien shelf is full i i I that's not what i asked yeah (laughs) if shredder was an alien he'd be that razor claw that's right that's right 
Um, yeah, so we'll just see what happens. Uh, I do like them, but uh, they are a bit, you know, I'd prefer to, you know, get my Kenner Flying Queen Alien right. over one of these sure. if they keep, you know, and this will obviously help for those new retooling yep. in the future because they're reissuing ones they've already done. Yeah, I think they're good. I think they, they look like the movie colour yeah, scheme. You know, they've real. got that real Geiger kind of, you know, paint up. So they're very, very nicely done. Mm. But kind of in keeping with those original colours. Yes. Like, yeah. that just made more realistic. So, yeah. 100%. Very cool. All right, moving on to some interesting news out of the Boss Fight studio. This is Umbrella Academy figures. Umbrella Academy, two seasons of the show, which was very, very well received. Um, they're getting their um, figures. One eighteenth scale. So these are kind of, if you know your Boss Fight Studios, they have a line uh, called Vitruvian Hacks. Um, Hacks stands for something which I yeah, can't remember. Acronym. Highly articulated something or other. Um, so they're really Hacks compatible in terms of their size. Each will include character-specific accessories, interchangeable portraits, and more. We're getting Klaus, Diego, Chacha, and Vanya. Each priced at twenty nine ninety nine US dollars and no release date yet. Um, interesting. This is a to me. These are like we said. Hacks first two letters in hacks is highly articulated. At that small scale, they've got a lot of articulation. There's kind of like a wrist swivel and even like on the Klaus figure, mm. there's like the wrist goes up and down as well as swiveling. Um, like a lot of elbow, knee, um articulation shoulder articulation and and i think they've pulled it off quite well what i feel like they've suffered on a little bit on these figures are the the likenesses in the face 100 yeah and and i mean i love my boss fight studio for the bucky o'hare they've done some really good kind of cartoon inspired or video game they've done sam and max figures mm-hmm. which are great and um, i just think they've missed something on you know the vitruvian hacks line they do a lot of um kind of like soldiers like mm. ancient soldiers are they like more generic correct yeah. and i think you know you can look those face sculpts look fine yep. because you're not going oh that's got to look like such and such correct. um whereas i think because they've gone for the likenesses of actors they just missed a beat yep so we have some exciting masters of universe origins news so we have seen um the um, deluxe mosquito figure which we've heard about for quite some time but we've now finally seen him this retro style figure includes two interchangeable portraits swap out right hands a blaster a blood spray effect and a mini comic the figure is priced at about $21 USD and is due for release in September 2021 also new release, new, newly released is an in-packaging photo um, of the Eternian Palace Guard, which also looks sensational. Artwork yeah. on that looks incredible. Yeah, the, the, the artwork on these, is that Nate, our friend Nate Barch from um, Roast Google Dinner? Yep. Doing a lot of that artwork yeah. there. They are beautiful. I, I love, I mean, the boxes are worth the price of admission just for the box art. Did you see the Mattel promo shots of the Eternian Palace Guard? Where they put his armor on upside yes, down. Yes, I did oh, see that. Really? They yep. put the armor yep. on upside down for the promo shots, which was a bit Oops. of a surprise. Wonk, wonk, <laughs> wonk, wonk. Um, you know, Frank, we had this conversation during the week on the mosquito second mm. head. Um, it's a, it's, it's kind of like um, almost looks like a bootleg head. You know, it's all, it's all red with these yellow eyes. Da- 
That's actually from the the Star Comics. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. From his appearance in Star Comics. Very nice addition, I think. It looks a bit more beast-like as yeah. opposed to the other one, which yeah. he, it looks like a helmet yes. that he's wearing. This is, you could argue, that's what's underneath his um, his mask. Really. Yeah. You know, very, very accurate. And this kind of like, you, Darren, you called it like a blood splatter effect. This kind of like almost claw blood thing that you can attach to his um, snout. Victims. or Yeah, yeah. His, his, yeah. his needle nose sucking the blood out that's so cool um that is he does he have the um blood pumping the blood action pumping? yes he does yes. That's, yep. Oh, yep. i'm i'm this is you know what what i find interesting about master of the universe right is the first couple of waves you know they have the swivel you know they have this mechanic there's some some interesting action features and then right in the last wave there are a lot of reissues right like mm. you know repaints basically king rand or ninja or, um, I think Scareglow. Yeah, Scareglow, all those sort of things. But in the middle, there's some really unique action features mm. like like this one, like, you Leech. know, Ratlaw, Leech, all those mm. sort of ones. And, Snake and I, Face. Snake Face, yeah. Like all, from the final wave as yep, well. Drag Store, all this sort of stuff that they've steered away from. Mm. I wonder if it's kind of cost. Like those figures are going to be a lot more to tool and to produce. But I'm glad now that they're getting into some of these, they're keeping true to the action feature, which is something we missed in Classics. Like, if it's yep. the one criticism of classics, it's that we didn't get blood pumping in Mosquito. Right. We didn't get some of those really nice features. And I can understand why they didn't do it. So glad we're getting them in this line. Yeah, yeah. No, um, th- that was the big debate of classics, wasn't it? You know, do adults really want that because it was an adult-driven line? This being a mainstream retail line, it gives them a few more options. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I reckon it looks great. And I really am intrigued by his mini comic. Yes, well, yeah. he's, he's front and center on the cover... And it's called the the name of the mini comic is Horde Plague, which is very appropriate for a mosquito centered mini comic. I just love the fact mosquito is getting a bit more, you know, up front and center mm. now because he's yeah. been one of those real background characters that hasn't got a lot of love. Just like in the new animated series on Netflix, we got some love for Scareglow, which is just yeah. well overdue. So love my mosquito. Well, he's the first Horde figure release following Hordak. I mean, to me, that's that's huge. You don't get, you know, much more significant than that. Yeah, aside from the PowerCon ones. Yes. But yeah, good call. Yeah, that's true. Yep. They, haven't, they haven't hit retail yet. They'll, true. Or haven't hit PowerCon yet. I guess they will about the same time, September. Very cool. All right, moving on to some Hasbro Pulse news and Ghostbusters Afterlife toys hit with the uh, latest trailer, which is very, very cool. Long time waiting. Um... For this movie, it's again with COVID, it has been delayed. And to our friends over at the Yes Have Some podcast, Toy Anxiety, Mm. they are going to be um, jumping up and down for this movie and uh, be interested to hear their thoughts on these toys. Bit of of a spoiler, I think, again in in some of these toys. So if you don't want to hear anything from the movie, just hit uh, fast forward a couple of times on this one. As we go through the roster, we're seeing... um, Trevor, Podcast, and Lucky, they're, they're the kind of the kids in, in the movie. I think um, Trevor is the guy from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Finn Wolf, is Finn, it? Finn Wolf, yep, yep. And and Phoebe as well gets a uh, an image shot there. And they've got the little 
um, ghost trap. And if you've watched the trailer, the ghost trap's on wheels. It's motorized and it drives ah. next to the Ecto-1. So I think so, there's a sequence where they're like chasing the ghost and they're going to remote control car this ghost <laughs> trap out and try and bring That's him cool. down. That's cool. It, from from my uh, initial image, you know, like seeing the trailer and things, I try not to watch it too much because mm. I want to still have that surprise element. It just looks fun. Yep. I yeah. cannot wait. I am... I'm so hyped. I just, yeah, I really can't wait to see it. Now. It, it it feels like the original. You yes, know? It, it does. It's, yep. it's in that yep. vibe. It's and and they've vibe. got elements of the uh, the Ecto One toy of the uh, car car seat yes. coming out, and Shooting you know, out. you know that gunner yep. seat. Yep. I just think that's so cool. I think that's a brilliant addition yep. to add into the film for uh, kids to be acting on. I I love it. Mm. Yes. Um. Now now probably for the spoilers part, there is a bit at the end of the trailer where. One of the original Ghostbusters picks up, you know, a phone. You don't see him, but you, you hear the voice, and it's confirmed that we are getting the older versions of Peter, Ray, and Winston with a Builder Ghost Sentinel Terror Dog, which looks oddly enough like he's just from the leg up to the shoulders. He's just one piece, and um, so it'd be interesting to see how he sort of fits together and the oh, levels of articulation. Okay. He does; he just doesn't look, doesn't articulated, look articulated at all. Yeah, like I the agree. legs look pre-posed. Mm. So anyway, that'll be interesting. But he's kind of half translucent yeah. in the legs, and he he moves up to um, the terror dog look from the original film. And he's all he's like upright. He's not yeah. like in that dog. Yeah, he's standing on two feet instead yep. of uh, running on four legs type thing. What's more terrifying than a terror dog? An invisible terror dog. <laughs> yeah, <Like>. that's right. <laughs> exactly. The ghost of terror dog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. This is an interesting line. I mean, we, we know that the um, the Ghostbusters, obviously Harold Ramis passed away a number of years ago. Um, and so he obviously won't be in the film. And I think in the story... He he's left his estate. He's going to be to the, the heart of the film. I was yeah. listening to, and it might have been yes, have some, but another podcast where they talked about this, and they went, "Would you not include the original Ghostbusters as ghosts? Like, imagine that as a, as a plot point to have say, you know, uh, Ray Winston and all those guys have passed away, and they come back as ghosts to haunt, you know, the the next generation and stuff, and and they." I think that was before this second trailer, mind you. So, but then someone made the point. They went, "Do you know what?" Egon's ghost, if you want, he's going to loom large over this film. We know that, you know, there's his kids in in the film. As far as you know, that that's he's their their dad and stuff. So I think without, I don't think you're going to see a you know Return of the Jedi like sort of ghost version of Egon no. sitting in the corner. Like he, but he's going to play the central heart of the film without, without actually being there well I know Bill Murray and want... I think that's perfect yeah it, it, it is that's exactly what I would want from it yeah that, that's right that, that, and that that's that's a story and that's mm. working into you know what's happened to the actor but I think that that forms the crux of the motivations for yep. why the characters are in the places they're in um, Bill Murray famously part of the franchise yeah mm. Bill Murray famously um, said he, you know being eccentric as he is he only wanted to come back and do a Ghostbusters film if he could come back as a ghost. So he was always he was always well known for saying that, but clearly that's now been debunked uh, with this spoiler for, yeah. for for action figures, which they tend to do. Yeah, because money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of because money, uh, McFarlane Toys have announced that they are partnering with Warner Consumer Products to continue producing 
the uh, toys that we saw from DC Direct slash DC Collectibles. Um, so basically, this is picking up um, where we left off with the very abrupt end of DC Direct last year. Um, and they had rights to a whole lot of stuff that, you know, people were big fans of. The uh, Batman animated six-inch line, the Batman black and white statues and Harley red and white statues all, you know, just sort of got left hanging when DC Direct suddenly went away. But good old McFarlane, he's not producing enough toys at the moment. No. So no. he thought, why not? Let, why, let's he's let's had quite another the low, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah it's a little, right. little slacker. I reckon we had four days without a new reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is interesting that, you know, they're literally, obviously they've got, you know, made lots of good friends at DC with the stuff they're doing with the current lines. And they're basically going, hey, all those, you know, designs and projects that are no doubt just sitting on a desk somewhere, give them, give them to the Todd father and he will, uh, he'll make it happen. Yeah, beautiful. It's it's nice. I mean, it's unfortunate that a lot of those designers were made redundant and, mm. and did move on. I remember Brian Flynn at the time from Super Seven yeah. putting out the call. You know, we're send looking to resume. yeah send the resume and we'll see what we can do. So it's sort of I don't I don't know necessarily a lot of times passed and mm. maybe a lot of the heart of DC directors moved on. But but to the extent they have these designs there and they have things maybe kind of ready to go we can get them out. I think that's great work from Todd to pick that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, I think that looks fantastic. And and speaking of um, McFarlane, we have um, some exciting news in the um, direct-to-consumer space as well, uh, which is, is really interesting. Uh, they've opened their own uh, website, opening of the August the 4th, with a bunch of incentives for new purchases, including the character of randomly signed Spawn covers by the Todd himself, or the Todd Farber, as Frank would call him. This is also said to be the source of lots of exclusives in the future. I think I think Todd calls himself the yeah. Todd Farber. So. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see, I saw a little video with, with Todd, and he had the um, uh, last night on Earth, five pack right yeah, yeah. right so you with got bane, you know with yeah. the bane built but bane was built he was in one side of this massive box that would open up and you had uh, i think it's that kind of the batman in the arkham scarecrow yeah. wonder woman and there's this sort of modern batman in there and and each one has these gold foil cards like to slot in and beautifully designed package and he was saying i'm gonna you know i'm gonna sign a couple of these you know i'm gonna sign some cards i'm gonna sign some on the on yeah. the cover that's what a great idea, you know, to, 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 you know, forget about randomly inserting chase figures, <laughs> chase signatures. That's just yeah. such a cool little nice touch from Tom. And because it's going direct it's from them, you're not, you're not going to have that issue of, you know, the, the stock boys yes. out the back sort of uh, pulling the, the, the signature ones for their friends sort of thing because it's all coming direct from McFarlane, which yep. seems to be the, the popular thing to do, starting your own store that does all the shipping and everything. Yeah, why not? All right, moving on to Ninja Turtles. So back several months ago, it was revealed that Playmates, remember them? Playmates Who? toys, yeah, <laughs> uh, would be reviving their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classics line of six-inch figures. Well, they're so innovative. That's right, that's right. And to be ultra innovative... Uh, they are releasing them in two packs, right? What? So you, that hasn't so been you done have recently. to essentially get the same characters again. 
Uh, so the first sets revealed were obviously Leonardo versus Rocksteady and Michelangelo and Bebop. Now they're already out in stores. I've physically yeah, seen, I've seen them, them too. In, yep. in in the city, and they're and all re-releases like of figures right. we've got previously. Yes, yeah, all all uh, re-releases of individual figures now in two packs. So that's fantastic. However. Thanks to leaked images online, we have a first look of Donatello versus the Shredder and Raphael versus the Triceraton. Two packs. So we're always, you know, queer. We're always uh, a little bit iffy of what these characters would look like. You know, we look back on the um, uh, prototype yes. images of Shredder and Krang and things like that. He was done in grey, wasn't he? Yeah, it's and there wasn't, there wasn't heaps of uh, idea of scale because they weren't <laughs> next to the turtles. But here they are in package it looks legit and uh, unfortunately shredder and the triceraton have uh, drunk some of alice in wonderland's uh, small juice and shrunken down a little bit they haven't drunk at all no. because they're not super tiny they they're drunk just, a bit and then yeah. they jumped in the really hot cycle yeah. of the washing machine <laughs> yeah 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 it reminds so, me of that fred wolf episode the incredible shrinking turtles back in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so unfortunately uh the turtle as we were alluding to the turtles are larger than their villain counterparts and it sort of throws the whole thing out of whack a little bit uh, Shredder is in his toon colours, so he's got the you know the whole grey suit right, starting from the neck all the way down, the black pants, all the so, so he looks really cool. I'm happy with him. Pre-ordered him without even knowing what he looked like, <laughs> and I'm uh, comfortable with that. I look to try Seraton. He looks neat. He, he looks great, but he's uh, tiny. He, he is, is tiny. Just, yeah. He comes now. There's they should be double that size. That's right. Like if that's you go right. back yeah. to the car, the comics. The Mirage, they there's a beast like that gladiator. You know when they're in the gladi- gladiator arena, yep. And there's there's just that sequence of the turtles facing off against four triceraton gladiators. They're double the size. Double the yeah. size, and yep. this is just like, it's a cool figure, but w- what are you going to put it with? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, it, it doesn't yeah. go with the shredder. Is the same. Yeah, you can't put it next to the, its Donny equivalent because it'll look ridiculous. Well, they're standalone scale. That's it. I, they're, I, yeah. they're not. They're not in scale with anything. Yeah, yeah. but but I. I, I they're not even how... in scale with Bebop and Rocksteady. No. Almost no. no, no, they're smaller. Like I, I yeah, I feel like these were you know th- this these classics line that we're calling it. These molds have been around. I want to say since what twenty sixteen thereabouts when yeah, we first crank as well isn't it there was a crank prototype, prototype yeah, yeah correct and i feel like you know this is playmates going oh we have to put something out and then this is they've they haven't i don't know it feels if these come out in 2016 you sort of go okay because yeah. since then we've seen the turtles line explode yes. both in terms of numbers and yep. the quality of the figures produced these just feel like a bit of an afterthought and that's you know, when that Triceraton hits Super 7, he's going to be massive. He's yep. going to yeah. be yep. as huge, as big as Bebop yep. is and yep. that sort of stuff because they know that scale matters. Yep. And there's, um, yeah. Yeah. there's just one other thing I wanted to call out. If you look really closely at the weapons that these uh, villains have, mm. they're all the vintage Playmates toy weapons. Yeah, they so, are. So uh, Shredder's got the, uh, you know, the sword and the, um, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the other Banffer thing fist, is called. Fist daggers. And yeah, the, and yeah. The so they're, they're yeah. all uh, repaints. Is it the first silver. time they've been done in silver? Yes. Some of those maybe. ones? Yep. Maybe. I, I don't yeah. know about so some wait, of they're the They're like bearings. straight up like yep. Yep. same mould. They are. I'm pretty sure. And same with and the, same the Triceraton. With the triceraton. They're, they're, they're in the silver. Two, huh. two weapons, the guns. Yeah, the guns. Yep. Yeah, that, that you're right. You're spot on, and, the, so, and they'll yeah. they'll fit into their tiny hands. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. So and and the unfortunate thing is is that we it's only adult collectors buying this. It's not kids. Kids aren't going to save up, you know, 80 bucks Australian no. and buy this. Uh it's so playmates just don't know what, you know, market they're trying to aim for. Yep. It's it's a bit sad in a way. Like when I see this sort of stuff, like I went into a Zing the other a couple yeah, yesterday in fact. I went into a Zing. And on the shelf, they had the reissued Turtles. Mm. Now, I reckon if on my counts, right, this is about the fifth or sixth time they've reissued them. And recently, we've got a lot of, like, we've got the sewer box and the party wagon box. Yep. And the module box. The, yep. Yeah, the module box. So it's just coming thick and fast. That's not to mention when we had the 25th anniversary reissues mm. and the reissues and the reissues. But these reissues <laughs> were like vintage card yes, reissues fine. and the bubble you know they didn't have the cardboard insert at the bottom the card the, the bubble was perfectly clear it was that double shape you know the the figure was out more in the bubble and yep. the weapons rack went in the only difference i could notice is the weapons rack is kind of inserted at an angle which yeah. the original toys they're kind of straight on not not a big deal but i bought them because of the the, the nostalgia for the the cards i've got the vintage but I just wanted another set of that vintage card, pristine, and 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 they were good. But it, it's like the, it's like Playmates are almost sort of a one-trick pony at the moment, and this is kind of like an extra half trick they've added. But but it's a very disappointing half trick because it's not it's not in scale, and probably because it's based on these these sculpts that came out you know six seven years ago mm. that almost now maybe a little bit obsolete. I don't blame you for ordering the yeah. Shredder. And I don't think the Shredder... I think the Shredder standalone will be quite but good. By himself, yeah, he by looks himself. pretty cool. With I all think your Shredders, yeah. yeah, but yeah. next to the Turtles, he's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, moving on to some Masters of the Universe Revelation Wave 2 figures. So we've had these in the computer systems for a while now. We've known which figures we've been getting, but some inbox pictures have surfaced. And we also got a pic of Sarah Michelle Geller holding up the Teela figure, which is, these are all kind of posed in action poses in the box. And Teela's got the fist ready to punch. And Sarah Michelle Geller was, was sort of on Instagram recreating that pose with this figure in hand, which is always cool. But we, we are getting um, Teela in her kind of what I would call her modern look. Uh, Man at Arms in his classics look. Spycor. Uh, in his classics look and Beastman in his modern look and Ben here's one for you this Beastman uh, that is in his kind of I always call him a savage Beastman he's gone back to the jungle he's got the mohawk he's got the braided beard no armour he's thrown the armour away and he's got grown out his loincloth yep yep oh the (laughs) loincloth is hiding something under there (laughs) which is massive Um, and and, and speaking of massive his hands like yeah. the claws, and he's got comes with um, four interchangeable hands plus the two that he's got on. They take up like half the box. Yeah. They're so big. And Spike Orc, really cool. Again, he's got his interchangeable kind of spike piece. But he's also got two regular hands. Re- yeah, two regular yeah, hands and, as well. And the um, swap out uh, trident. The trident, yeah. which um, is really yeah. cool. And his orange kind of spiked mace. I People have been reviewing wave one figures and i've seen a lot of reviews on you know like the he-man and comparisons and that sort of thing and i i really am digging these as being something different um some complaints maybe about the the head size being small but i don't think i I think it works Mm. like i think as a figure they look good well in the animation it's the same yeah Yeah. they've got small heads so you're not it's not a 
distant, you know, take yeah. by any means. And that's how you've got to look at them in the context of what yes. they're yeah. based on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm fine with that because I've got so many He-Man figures. I don't need another classics He-Man. Mm. I've got my I've got twenty classics He-Mans. I, I, I want something that looks like the cartoon. Yep. And I think these are great. Super articulated, something a bit different. Double joint knees, double joint elbows, all the, the hands swappable. I think these are fantastic. My pick for these, and they're all solid, I like the Teeler, but that boy, that beast man, is a is a bulky, yep. uh, yeah, cool figure. Big, yep. big figure. I, I, I've been looking at all the uh, He-Man and Skeletor photos as well because it's just you know every man and his dog over in the States and things have got them. But I just love the fact that He-Man can sort of, you know, hold his arm behind his shoulder and have his sword resting across the shoulder blades. No other He-Man in my whole collection can do that. And just that simple, you know, standing, you know, ready to fight sort of, um, you know, on on the battlefield, that's just such a cool pose. I love it. I think that's really cool. So just that double-jointed elbow is what you can get away with now uh, is something we have not seen in um, a Masters character, unless you get the Mondo ones, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, But they're really cool. So There's mm. been a number of... I can't wait to get these. No, definitely. Well, you you were ordering some today, weren't you? Throughout, through... Through our crack through our dealer, Scott. plastic crack Scotty, yep, yeah, who's yeah, yeah. always enabling us, looking for the best uh, prices and yeah. things. Got our backs. He's a good Pretty man, awesome. that Scotty. Um, he certainly is. He's uh, a good friend to all of us. Yes, he certainly is. Um, that stop motion animation they've been doing with some mm. of these um, ultimates, uh, sorry, these um, revelation figures, far out the range of movement they're pulling off. These are like yep. full. I know I'm always a little bit skeptical on double jointed because of the aesthetics, but far out. I think they look fine, hmm. and I think that range of movement warrants the choice here. Yep. I think this is what Mattel needed to do to kind of play it with the Marvel Legends and play in that kind of yep. modern space. Hundred percent. Just think, if they hadn't lost the DC Masters the license, <laughs> they would n- probably never have even considered going back. Yeah, yeah, very true. Alright, moving on to Transformers now, Uh, but we're talking Transformers that don't transform. (laughs) We are talking about Super 7 have unveiled their Wave 2 Ultimates, and we get uh, two good guys and two bad guys. We get, and they range from 7.5 inches to 9 inches in size. We get G1 Megatron with more accessories than probably the Masterpiece version, I reckon, to be honest. We get Grimlock in his dino mode with you know, everything from the crown to his uh, wheelie. Comes with a little wheelie figure and the little, um, what is it, like a oh, waiter's? He's got the apron. Apron, that's the <laughs> yeah. word I'm looking for. And the tray. Oh, it's so good. The tray good. of drinks, yep. So we good. get uh, G1 tracks and we also get bludgeon who of course is from g1 but the very much later pretenders pretenders that's right and that and if there was a shut up and take my money Mm. part in this uh segment it would be for bludgeon because i have been sort of he was a big part in the marvel uh comic books and things he sort of took over the ranks and brought this whole ninja aspect to the transformers thing uh, he's a super rare and very, very sought-after G1 yeah, Transformer in himself. I think the G1 had two points of articulation, and that being the arms. The because left and the uh, right arm. Yeah, <laughs> because of, uh, he had to split in half to open up for the little tank character that was inside. But, you know, it's a, it's a samurai uh, skeleton. 
Yeah. Robot. Like, <laughs> how the freaking hell? Need? Yeah. So, um, look like, at the color scheme. Yeah. It, it, Purple, it just, orange, and yeah, yellow. It shouldn't work. No, but it does. It, and it's, and yeah. he comes with that little tank. Yes. And it slots onto his arm. Yeah, just like the G1 cool. toy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm grabbing that one, and I'm gonna you know this might be um, heresy around the G1 toy collectors, <laughs> yeah. but I'm gonna stick that in my G1 collection mm. and call that my uh, token uh, bludgeon because. Yeah. That, that's just going to be perfect. I cannot wait uh, to get this character. I'm easy for passing. I mean, this, you know, Megatron and things this looks freaking amazing. Yeah. But uh, my this would be my opportunity to finally get a bludgeon on and have him so articulated, you know, alternate helmets. And uh, it comes with a sword. The G1 never came with a sword. Yeah. That was only depicted in the yeah, short sword comics and, long and things. Sword. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it comes with an accurate uh, toy blaster and stuff. And uh, just notably, the Trax character comes with uh, his action master form as well, I believe. Yep, uh, the, the little, little um, tank thing. Yeah, and, and, and blaster. a blaster. Yeah, and a, uh, and a transformed uh, G1 yeah. blaster in his uh, tape you know mode. tape deck mode. And uh, the alien face, I think in one of the ca- episodes of the cartoon, they meet a alien race mm. and uh they you know they're like face huggers they jump onto their faces and yep. things so pretty cool little aspect you know didn't need to put that in there but you know why I not it. these I, are I, ultimates I, so yeah, yeah exactly. going yeah, that I, next step I, they're, they're, to me they're akin to action masters in a way because mm. they're non-transforming and i think to include action masters accessories is a very nice nod to where they are i love the the fact megatron has three heads and one of them is like a guzzling Energon kind of head where he's got yep. the Energon dripping down the sides <laughs> of his mouth. And, and and he's got an alternate hand that's holding a, a half-empty Energon cube. Like, that is that is yep. brilliant. That's something we've never seen before. You know, a lot of these other bits we've seen in Masterpiece, like that little Electro thing. And, yeah, mm. and his sword and his blaster and his mace. Um, but look at that. Like, the fish we've never seen on the Grimlock. Um the, the wheelie is interesting, man, because yeah. it looks like it's a pre-posed. It's pre-posed, piece, and so he's he's, for lack of a better term, got his legs spread so he can basically sit on the the sort of back of the Grimlock's neck in yep. Dino mode, which is very akin to that you know those famous scenes from the movie. So, um, and, yeah, and Grimlock is one of those rare characters that he's as famous in robot mode yes, as he is famous. in. Uh, you know, dino mode, sort of ultimate 100%. mode. Yeah. yeah. It, this is an interesting one. I, I bought... You're in? I, I want to get these. Yeah, I haven't ordered them yet because I'm a bit short on cash, but I bought Wave 1 when they were floating around pop culture. And I was... I was I wanted to get the R.E.D. line, right? Mm. Because Ben got them, he imported them, brought them here. I love the look of them. And I just can't... I can't see them. I haven't yeah. seen them anywhere. Yeah. No, you won't. Yep. And I won't. That's right. But like these, I can order. Yep. I can guarantee yep. I'm going to get these. Yep. I'm never going to see those red. This is my non-transforming line because I can access them. But also with the Red line, the next wave after the one I got had Bumblebee in it, right? So you'd think, okay, here's your opportunity to make Bumblebee small and Megatron and Optimus that standard size. You know, maybe Soundwave's yeah. about that same height. Nope. Bumblebee is the same height as Optimus, Megatron, mm. and all that. So that that really annoyed a lot of fans, and that uh, I think was the dead the, the death of the line almost. Yeah. Uh, that non, um, you know, yeah, factoring in the the height comparison. And I think so, Super yeah. Seven are pretty good at doing. <laughs> they're, not gonna, oh, they they're not going to make that mistake. No, no, no. <laughs> they'll they'll do an in scale Bumblebee, and he'll be stacked with so many accessories yes. to make up for that. Yeah. Correct. Yep. But Bumblebee's scale is such a big part of his character. Yeah, that's right. 100%. Yep, yep. 
Okay, moving on to Mythic Legions. So Mythic Legions are doing another Kickstarter. And then back in January, the Four Horsemen kicked off a crowdfunding campaign for a new video game based on their Mythic Legions toy line. While that campaign was the single-player version of Mythic Legions, Tactics War of Aetherblade, the new crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter is for the free-to-play and non-pay-to-win multiplayer component. Among the rewards is a new Goro and Attilia 6-inch scale action figure 2-pack that will ship in exclusive. That set is priced at $100. The Four Horsemen is also bringing back the Orc and Elf Legion Builder packs that were initially available during the last crowdfunding campaign. Those items were add-ons to your pledge and they are priced at $56 each. The campaign is already fully funded. Yeah, it doesn't all right? take long. As, as, you know, yeah, <laughs> as Mythic Legions and the Four Horsemen you know, have a general consensus for. So you can check out the details and uh, back at the Mythic Legions Tactics War of Aetherblade Kickstarter page. And these two characters, uh, the um, what are those names? Gorgo and Attila. Yeah, yeah. they look freaking mental they're, like, they're insane uh, look at the shields on yeah, them like yeah. they're full on you know like um lion head on one and a kind of like demon head on the other there's more uh sculpting on those shields yeah. than what playmates have put into <laughs> their uh, they're probably you know. also bigger than the playmates <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right yeah uh yeah. these and are they just, look cool yeah and oh. the capes the capes look like they've got some wire yes. action in there yeah fully posed so yeah very very nice i think that's the first time we've seen wire in a Mythic Legion's cape, as far as I can tell. Oh, okay. So yep. that's a nice addition. And and I was just having a look, quick uh, look on their Kickstarter page just to get a bit of an idea of this game. You can customise just about everything, right down to the gloves, right down to the feet. You know, you can create pretty much do anything and everything you want. Like, I think this game is not only just going to be about getting from A to B and meeting people and, you know, very... Um, what, what's that? Uh, World of World Warcraft, Warcraft yep. you know, getting to know people yeah. and things Open like that. World RPG yeah, exactly. Sort of stuff, but yeah. you will spend as much time customizing 100%. your figure and creating your own thing than as you will, you know, playing the game. And I think that's just going to be a, a massive thing. And I, I, Mythic Legions is only going to go up and over yeah. the moon oh, yeah. from here. So yeah. if with a yeah, game backing it, so well done, guys. Very yeah. well done. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, moving on to Haslabs now and their crowdfunding project of Galactus. This is the big, massive Marvel Legends uh, in scale. Well, about as in scale as you can get for a figure of that. They've started to reveal some of their stretch goals now that they're sort of closing in on their target. They target of 14,000 backers to get it done. As of this recording, they're a bit over 10,500, still with 24 days to go. So look, I think you can be pretty confident that it's going to get made. It's just a matter of whether all those stretch goals make it there. And as part of that, they've shown off their first one where we get Frankie Ray Nova, who I've got to be honest, I'm not that familiar with. I'm sure Scotty and some of our more uh, Fantastic Four fans would be very familiar with this. She's essentially a golden chick with Phoenix-like hair is probably the best way to describe her. But that's, that's one of the stretch goals. You're basically getting another uh, six-inch Marvel Legends in it. Um, I suspect there will be more uh, stretch goals revealed just to sort of tip people over the edge. Um, but, yeah. What do you guys... What do you guys... Do anyone, anybody know this character? No. 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 
She looks cool, but uh, yeah, no, not nothing that's going to entice pretty, pretty, me to. Pretty plain uh, looking figure. Yeah, be very honest. plain. Like, all, all gold. It's a good looking gold color. Obviously, yeah. we're not talking chrome or anything, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure it has some sort of tie to the original comics, but uh, not for me. Are you going to be back at 10,459, <laughs> Frank? <laughs> um, very tempting. Um, I might, you know, maybe. Wow, good. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it would be freaking wicked, man. Get, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man, if you go for it. Yeah. 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 Sweet. <laughs> All right, moving on to two properties. Well, one property that we love very very much on this show and another property that I don't know too many of us have, but I think that's all about to change. We're talking about Power Rangers crossover with Ninja Turtles. Now, we heard a few teasers of this. There was a leaked uh, stock codes and stuff that talked about some Ninja Turtles and Power Ranger 2 packs. Um, and over the last few days, they've been dropping, officially revealing these one set at a time. So we got our look at Leonardo as the Blue Ranger and Donatello as the Black Ranger, packed together in a two-pack. Mikey the Yellow Ranger, April the Pink Ranger, packed together. Raphael Red Ranger and Tommy Oliver as a foot soldier, which, according to our Patreons, is apparently is a pretty big deal in the comics, so it's not just an afterthought. Um, and that's it. There's no more to talk about. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, getting a single card by himself because he is so awesome. He's just bursting at the seams. My boy, the morphed shredder. He's sort of wearing the green ranger suit uh, with the whole gold chest emblem thing. And uh, yeah, he just looked freaking awesome. He's I've the already, pick of the bunch. Let's yeah, I've already pre-ordered him. Yeah. I've uh, yeah. locked that in. He comes with energy blasts, alternate hands. Uh, yeah, he just is freaking awesome. But I'm, you know, me being, I, I'm always always going to get shredded no matter what. I am actually tempted to get some of the others. I personally think the black and blue ranger set looks freaking yep. awesome. Mm. But I am a Raphael for, fan, so that essentially means I have to get that and Tommy. And then, well, why why, why, why would I not just stop get the there? Lot. So yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult choice. But uh, I love, I love. Sorry, Darren, you go. I was going to say, it sounds like you're all in, Ben. Well, we'll yeah. see. I've got Shredder locked and squared away on pre-order. I haven't uh, jumped at the others yet, but it's very, very tempting. The uh, alternate heads of the yep. turtles look freaking wicked. Yep. Yeah, it, it's a cool set. I just love the fact it's like a Hasbro Ninja Turtle line, much like we saw when kind of DC directed their Ninja Turtle Batman crossover. I love that. I love seeing different takes of companies yep. on a property I love. And I think these look fantastic. That Tommy Oliver foot soldier looks like he's got a fair few new parts on him. Um, very cool. The alternate head. He's got a foot soldier inspired head and then he's got a, like an unmasked head. Yep. And it looks like there's a, I don't know if he's got a third head or if that mask, I think the I mask, think mask piece on. just sort of Yeah, sits over, there's a yeah. mask piece on there. That's really cool. So I think that's a, that might be a reuse or very close reuse to one of the other um, heads that he came with in the Lightning Collection. But really, really cool to see these. I think they look great. I'm very, very tempted by them. And again, I love just seeing the April O'Neil head. Yeah. Um, pretty much a reuse of the, the Pink Ranger buck from Lightning Collection. Mm. But that 
that uh, April head. You know, it's enough. It's a new hat. It's uh, it's, enough. <laughs> it's more than a new hat. Let's be honest. It's a very yeah. very cool feature. I mean, I never thought I'd own Power Rangers in my collection, but these I'm probably going to get these. And and to Ben's point, you know, I might have just gone with my boy Leo and maybe Shredder, but then I've got this Donny sitting there. I'll, I would I just go. Do you know what? I know me. I'm just going to go all in. Yeah, and just and, get them. Yeah. And you having the uh, Turtles versus Batman set, I think mm. that'd look wicked. Sort of yeah, sitting on the shelf nice. next to it or yep. something. To 100%. yeah. Have you crossover shelves uh, together? And what did it for me was the we I knew what the turtles would look like based on the the drawings in the comic, but the minute they showed the alternate heads that are just a traditional turtle head, I was just like, "Yep, that's that's what tipped me over the edge." We can uh, Slim Jim. Oh yeah! All right, we I'm conscious of time, but I do want to slot this one in. Uh, so this is a bit of a good or bad and a quick one minute discussion around this so of from each of us uh there will be no trailer apparently so we know fans are eagerly waiting for even a glimpse of no way home this is spider-man of course but for the first time we are taking a risk by not releasing the trailer we want the audience to experience everything at the cinemas this is a direct quote from kevin feige of course around the spider-man no way home what do we think about this statement frank I think it's ballsy, but I think the MCU have built up enough goodwill that they could do it. It's Spider-Man, it's the MCU. We know from the very few leaks we've seen that it ties into multiverse. There's all sorts of villains coming back. Um, And uh, look, Marvel have a pretty good track record of their trailers not revealing too much. You think of Endgame and all these sorts of things. Um, I think they can do it. Why not? It's it'd be less money for them to spend on marketing, and they don't need to. This thing, whether it's streaming or in cinemas, is going to be the interesting question. But it's still going to make a billion dollars because it's it's Spider Man. So I say, good move, do it. I couldn't agree more with Frank. I think you've got two very prominent brands in Spider Man and the MCU. This is the marketing that you know Frank said not spending money on marketing. This is the marketing, getting people talking and thinking. I haven't seen a single frame of this film. I'm desperate to see it. Mm. I think they're going to sell a ton of tickets. I do think it'll be a cinema release simply because it's it's Sony um, that it'll, it'll be a theatrical release. But I, I think they're going to do really really well on on this. Um, the brands are such that you don't need a trailer. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I reflect everything you guys have said. I like this personally because mm. I'm going to go into this film with nothing, having seen nothing, and I always. I always watch trailers. Hmm. Like, I just can't help myself. Yep. And then I kind of... It does cheapen then the experience, I think, because you've seen... Particularly, I mean, like, just to give you an example, the the new Dune trailer dropped for the Denis uh, Villeneuve film. Dune that was meant to come out last year, but has been delayed to, I think, October this year. And, and the trailer looks so good. Hmm. Like, it, it just looked... I mean, this is going to be my... I reckon if you go, what's your best film of the last 10 years? June is going to be the film, right? That's my pick now mm. based on my love of Denis Villeneuve and, and his, you know, Blade Runner 2049, um, you know, the, the films that he's done, the quality of the films and the way he shoots it. I just kept watching that trailer over and over <laughs> again because I was so... And now I've, pro- and I've read the book, so it's not spoiling it. I've yeah. seen the... I've seen the, um, the David Lynch film. Um, you know what happens. I know what happens. It's mm. not spoilers. But that's what that's what I tend to do with this. Mm. This doesn't give me the opportunity. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like you know, I don't have to yep. be a good boy. I can just uh, yeah. So I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all for it. 
I am one to try and stay away from trailers and things because I think it takes away from the experience. Uh, toy companies, please don't spoil it for us. Uh, yeah. They've done, they did very well with Endgame and things like that to not spoil it. But uh, as we've seen in discussion, you know that we've just had, uh, toy companies are all too quick to spoil some of the. Um, we've actually already and seen a couple of Spidey suits from yeah. this movie already. Yeah. Hot Toys, I think. So yeah, so just be careful. Yeah, that's right. Not just uh, our mates from Hasbro, but yeah, Hot Toys and things <laughs> need to be careful. Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're Lego looking at you, Lego. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is great, and uh, I think we get too much spoilers in today's social media society, where you know. If if you hadn't seen Revelations in the you know first six hours, yep. you were going to find out about it pretty yep. quickly, uh, you know, with on Facebook. So, <music> moving on, we have an exciting package, mm, boys. We have an exciting this? package. This was sent over from Queensland from none other than Matt Teal. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's I have amazing, right? absolutely no idea what it is so mm. let's let's have a look it comes in what would you call that um two a4 book sizes yeah large satchel bag yep from, yep yep all right let's so see. We've, we've all we've done is open the um the, we've cracked the seal so to speak all right it's got another Ooh, bag another, inside another seal. oh it's got a oh, note there's a, there's a note read the card first please. yeah okay well please <laughs> sure. it says please open during recording and not before oh right. yes so, we did that yes yep. Oh, yep. very good success right. so, yeah. Let's open the little note. Frank, you can um, right. read that, reading. mate. Yep. Oh, man, full A4. Hello, Toy Power team. Firstly, thank you for such a wonderful show. When I listen to you guys, it's like I'm sitting down with a bunch of mates and having a laugh and talking toys, and it is testament to your friendship that you can make all listeners feel like that they are there as well. Aw. That's lovely. As you know, I was very lucky to be able to work on Thor Love oh, and no Thunder. Oh, no way. Oh, boys. I was very lucky to be able to work on Thor Love and Thunder when it was filming in Sydney earlier this year. And not only that, I worked in a pretty cutting-edge department and something new in the film oh. industry. It oh, is customary yeah. in the film industry at RAP to give merch slash swag to the crew, including T-shirts, hoodies, caps, beanies, etc. Oh, wow. And often Far each out. department will design their own take on a crew T-shirt as well. I was lucky enough to work alongside uh, Industrial Light and Magic, or ILM, and, and the proud owner of a very limited edition, less than 30 worldwide, ILM Stagecraft T-shirt. I have managed to source a few extra ones for you legends. I had to guess oh. at your sizes, so I hope they fit. This t-shirt is a play on the classic What If title where Jane Foster becomes Thor and it has been subtly changed as well as a few in-jokes around working in volume. The t-shirt was designed by the very talented Mr. Stephen Kedlack who was one of the stagecraft technicians and an absolute top bloke himself. Please give up the fantastic work on the show and I really hope you enjoy the shirts. Thank you from Oh, that. beautiful. Oh, so goodness. we've got our own packages each. Trent, uh, I couldn't... I was just... I'm trying oh. to rip that open because I was just so... Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look on the back. Oh. <laughs> Check it out. So on the front, oh. it's got Marvel Studios, Thor Love and Thunder with that beautiful retro graphics of the... And then um, on the back, it's got like the um, comic like cover, comic like page, a comic yeah. cover with what Jane if? Foster. What yep. if... What if the magic of the volume fused with the power of Thor and you've got Jane Foster the, and she's saying, she's swinging... Um, the, the volume is no place for you old ways, for your old ways. Go to grey, 
blue green screen creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. literally blue and green monsters jumping out. She's wow. swinging. Out. That is hilarious. So the volume for anyone who doesn't know what the volume is, go and check out uh, Disney Plus and the documentary on the making of the uh, Mandalorian. The volume is essentially a massive um, set of screens mm. that they build digital 3D models in and then project up on the screens and they use cameras that, depending on where the camera is, all the images in the background kind of move and, and fit like you're in a real environment. It's and almost it, like VR without the headset. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Like such. So for Matt, for Matt to be working on a technical aspect of this movie... To do with things like building the volume yeah. and, and helping around that. That's, that's fantastic. Crazy. Like, how cool is that for that to have happened here in Australia? Yeah, that's in that's wonderful. Matthew, I, I can't thank you enough for this, you know, one in one in 30. Like, this is... I don't so have good. anything like this in my collection. No. no. Um, no. So this how is very is ama- special. How amazing is it for him to even think of us? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that so is. good. It blows my mind that, yeah. that he'd want to do that for us. Yep. Beautiful. Ooh, all right. Wow. I've, I've never considered, you know, block mounting a t-shirt and putting it in my collection, <laughs> but here we are. Like, yeah. That's insane. Thank you so much, my friend. It's amazing. That is Thanks, bloody mate. Bloody brilliant. Very cool. Yes. Thank you so much. We, you know, can't, I can't put into words how blown away by that I am. That yeah. is something pretty unique. Yeah. And unfortunately, Darren, you're on obviously Zoom call tonight uh, because you had work okay. and then um, whatever. So yeah, there's a package here for you. Um, and uh, you, we'll leave that for you to open next time you're in person. But uh, yeah, they're all the same T-shirts. They look mm. fantastic. We'll get it's a photo shoot um, yeah. later on, uh, especially once you're with us, Darren. Um, yep. And uh, we'll yeah, sporting the um, the black Thor. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. How good. Thank you. Oh. Thank you so much. Should wear it to the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. we should go. We should go together. Go, yeah. And they'll just be like, "Did you guys yeah. work on the movie?" Like, yeah. no, yeah. we just know people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So, um, anything else, boys? I think that's it for oh, me. Yeah. It's, um, I think I think I heard a little bit of a rumor in the news that the Turtle Blimp is being reissued. The it, it's out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Robo yeah. Toys. Right. One hundred and fifty. One hundred fifty bucks is the price I heard. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna get it. 150? Yeah, the vintage one goes for a lot. True. I had the opportunity when Nick Greenslade, uh, who we're going to give a shout out to in a minute, mm. when he was uh, selling a lot of the vintage toys for his mate, he had one in there. And, and it was, this is probably five years back, but it wasn't cheap at that time to buy a mint in box sure. or a boxed one. Um, and I passed on it mainly mm. based on price. So this one I'm not, I'm not missing out on. I, I want to see... I wanna see what it looks like. I want to see if they've, you know, taken any shortcuts or if there's, yep. you know, you're not, you don't get the stickers or any of that sort of stuff. 150, I don't know. Just like, I heard about it. I was like, cool, you beauty. And in my head, I had like 120, yep. I think is a price. So 150 just strikes me as a fraction expensive. Do you but, remember what you know, it retailed for back in the day in, in the vintage line? I do. I'm just wondering if anyone How much? Else. No, no. Like 50 bucks? How much? Fifty nine ninety five, sixty dollars. So yeah, that's the yeah, okay. It's been thirty years. Correct inflation. That was like thirty years ago. Yeah, that's right. And 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 look, man, they're not going to run. They're not going to make that many. You've got one. You've got one chance to grab this. It's not like the party wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Or do you? Yeah, it's playmates. (laughs) But no, I I I want to I want to grab this as soon as I can. In fact, I've been going to pop culture and typing in blimp. 
<laughs> every day and uh, still turning up nothing. But, but RoboToys... But you, is... you need to drop the duff blimp. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just put in blimp. RoboToys always seems to be hot off, hot, hot off yeah. the marks on this Very stuff. Very quick, aren't they? Very quick and, and it's, it's sold out in record time. But I suspect other retailers will get it. Yep. So they will. I would think so. Hey, um, Ben, you're doing something very cool for... Uh, I don't know if we... Have we mentioned this yet? No, no. no, we, no, no, no it's no. been pretty... Uh, we're only up to like day seven, I think, of as of this recording. Uh, so, yeah, re- remember a few years ago, I did a bit of a collection, uh, featured collections, I think yep. I called it, and I just reached out to people. I can't remember how many we got up to, but it was mm. around 40 or 50, I think, and... I decided, look, it's our fifth anniversary. How did we da, not da, da, shout that five, out at the start? Five years. Five yeah. years Woo. recording. That's um, that's fantastic. we got new shirts to wear uh, <laughs> as part of our fifth anniversary. Uh, so, yeah, five years of Toy Power podcast. And I was like, oh, um, you know, it's difficult with this COVID era to have a party or to have a group, you know, live event or anything yeah. like that. You know, we, we had talked about a couple of times for our 200th. You know, why don't we have a group special, um, you know, live recording, recording, a live yeah. recording and a bit of a game show or something like that. You know, these sort of uh, ideas were thrown around. Um, and, you know, with with the COVID restrictions and things, we can't even freaking, you know, have more than 10 people in That's our right. house, let alone, uh, you know, go anywhere or, or dance or anything like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I thought, well, easy way, you know, people can sit on their lounge and take snapshots of their collection and it can be a shelf, it can be a whole, you know, stand back and a wide shot of their collection or, you know, something they're proud of or, um, you know, and and I think it's just great, give back something to the community, you know, show yeah. off something that they that other people haven't seen and um, we've seen some freaking kick- crazy, collections. crazy collections and I think today's, uh, as of this recording, was um, Davies Boys, uh, Declan, nice. his uh, oh, Rubik's, Rubik's Cube, Cube. Yeah. Uh, collection, yeah, yeah. which Very just cool. blows my mind, uh, you know, that he's, uh, you know, built that, you know, uh, out of nothing, so to speak. And mm. it's something so unique. Like, you yeah. know, I don't know anyone else that collects Rubik's Cubes and things, and I just love it. So, yeah, just, you know, just showing, showcasing that. Emily Lind with her... Um, Grandma you know, Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that got a quite a bit of a wow you know so so centered. and there was like yeah. a knitted one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah crocheted so cool. yeah. Crocheted, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool and of course uh, the one that got the most uh, clicks and comments was Nick uh, sorry Matt uh, Edhouse's uh, oh, yes. Master yeah. Universe yes. collection with his um, Castle Grayskull diorama and the Snake Mountain diorama and he was chat- we were chatting back and forth and he's like oh here's a video of my collection and you know he's just got everything you know I mm. even saw a bloody camo khan uh oh, vintage right. one in in a um sealed uh blister card type thing uh not not carded but yeah. you know in a yeah, protection yeah. card and he's like uh, notice you don't see any dino riders that's because they're in another yeah. room oh, <laughs> yeah. just, just you know rubbing salt harder in the room it's not because there aren't any yeah. dino riders they get their own yeah. room yeah um <laughs> But yeah, needless to say, I've got over 20 um, days already locked in and uh, people have uh, been reaching out and I've got heaps of people uh, I'd love to reach out to and uh, ask them for a collection submission. So let's just see how long we can keep yeah, this running. why not? Uh, so, you know, and nothing, no collection is too small or too large. I'll, mm-hmm. um, as long as you can take a photo of it, uh, as long as you're happy for me to use your name or an alias of your yep. name or something or just, you know, part of your name, uh, nickname, I don't care. Uh, just uh, let put it, me put it out there for the world to see. That's right, and uh, you know, all get on board to, you know, our little 
podcast, surviving for uh, five years and over 200 episodes, and we're still the original four. And I think Davey said it quite nicely, as only Davey could say that, you know, if you've ever been a part of a group or something, uh, to last five years with the same members is a um, pretty mm, significant uh, journey uh, to to have. So, um, it yeah. certainly is. It, it's something I, I'm immensely proud of, just being on that journey with you three gentlemen. I, I could not imagine um, making the show with anyone else. And, you know, um, I, I know we've talked before about, you, you know, initially just, just being Trent, um, Ben and myself, but, you know, the addition that you've made, Frank, you know, in many ways you've made the show what it is. You know, you brought in your, your IT expertise and, and, you know, your passion to sort of, you know, make the show even more of what it can be. You know, you know, I think it's it's been a fantastic journey. And We'd I still hope be we are doing it for many, many more years. We'd still be speaking into SingStar microphones <laughs> if it wasn't for Frank. <laughs> we, do you remember we, that first yeah. episode, SingStar mics? Yeah. We'd, we'd be and, and um, our internet connection with guests um, would be. <laughs> Um, like nothing else anyone's ever heard of. <laughs> well, like, it's like that mysterious second part of the James Etock interview we did that just was such bad quality, we've never been able to release it. <laughs> <laughs> the Toy Power Lost episode. Yeah, yeah. the archive. <laughs> We'd be yeah. reaching out to Jonesy, to Geek Dudes, uh, <laughs> to help us. No, but like, and, and just a bit of a circle back to uh, the original formation of Toy Power. Like, you know, through the, you know, shining lights and things like that, uh, Frank actually reached out to me on the night uh, Darren, Trent and I right. were due to record our fir- very first episode. <laughs> uh, tr- Frank re- reached out to me and said, hey, I've just, just thrown out an idea. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing a podcast, you know? And I'm like, dude, we're doing we're right one here. tonight. We're doing we're it come, now. Come, come <laughs> over, come over. And uh, it was a little bit too short notice yeah, for you to uh, attend. Uh, but I think you were joined by episode three or four. Episode three, I think it was. Yeah, so, and you've... Uh, uh, you know, just offered so much and brought so much, uh, you know, knowledge yeah. and, uh, you know, just, and, and the fact that, you know, to, to get to know you guys better yeah. has been just 100%. amazing. So, oh, has it ever? Mm. And, and, you know, the world's gone through some pretty dark times while we've been doing it, but yep. to know that we've been able to lean on each other, yep. you know, through the crazy yep. stuff that's been going on with COVID and all the other things. And that has just been, been wonderful. And, you know, talking about Frank coming in, I can remember when Ben mentioned it. You know, I met Frank at the trade days and, and that and thought he was a great guy, but wondered how he was going to feel about our approach because we'd already talked about the fact that we didn't want to be a Masters of the Universe podcast or a Turtles podcast or a Transformers podcast. We wanted to try and be all things. And Ben's like, you know, don't worry about that. You know, the conversations I've had with Frank, that seems to be where his head's at too. And, you know, it's just been wonderful. You know, um, so serendipitous that... that um, you had those same sort of ideas. Just wish I'd wish I'd message Ben about a week earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh good, oh good. Nah, so well, yes. You're here now, my friend, That's and it wouldn't it. be the same without you. Yeah, uh, we, as Trent said, we'd all be doing it on SingStar. Yeah, passing the microphone around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pass the mic. Mini mic drops. After we each had a go. <laughs> Quick shout out to our latest Patreon, Nick G76. Or as we, we talk about him a lot on the podcast, Nick Greenslade, tremendous guy here in Adelaide. Often catch him around the toy stores. So when I do say see you around the toy aisles, I often do see Nick <laughs> literally around the toy aisles um, 
Uh, we often exchanged notes in Toy World and, and Zing and all those places in the city. So <laughs> I hid that figure behind yeah. the Barbie dolls <laughs> yeah. in aisle six, you know. Check aisle 23. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, Nick, Nick's on the ball. He's got a massive... Um, Black Series collection. I think he's pretty much got everything in Black Series and a big Lego guy. Mm. Great, great uh, Lego builder, part of our S-Plug. Um, great exhibitor as well. So really great guy. Great to have you on board, Nick. Uh, really part of the, the toy fabric yeah. here in, in Adelaide. Definitely. So. And just, just to uh, solidify Nick's uh, ability to build Lego is at the local uh, Adelaide you know, brick convention was that what it's called? Brickspo. Or? Brickspo, yeah, yeah, that just went through. Every a lot of people commented how awesome the Indiana Jones uh, display was. That was Nick Nick's uh, build, mm. and uh, you know, broke it up into th- sort of you know four or five parts of uh, Indiana Jones running through the course, the gauntlet, mm. uh, to get to the final to to drink the uh, chalice at the end. And a lot, yeah, because I took so photos yeah, and things, yeah, uh, a lot great. of people commented. So well done, Nick and. Um, you know, five years, we've met a lot of fantastic uh, people and uh, so honoured to have, uh, you know, as many Patreons as we do. So thank you, Absolutely. each and every one of you. You're all very special and we have such a blast on the Discord uh, chatting. We yeah. certainly do. And, and thank you also to everyone, as Ben said, you know, has submitted the photos and that. And thank you to Ben for spearheading that because, you know, it would have been tragic if we'd let that milestone go without doing something for it. And I think reaching back into the community that, you know, this show wouldn't exist without is the, the perfect way to do it. Yeah, 100%. Well said. Thank you very much. Great episode today, guys. And Darren, hopefully we'll see you back in person next time. I certainly hope so. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. And we hope to see you around the toy aisles. Take care and stay safe, everyone. And if you're in a lockdown right now, we're particularly thinking of you. But take care and stay safe of yourself and your family and friends and loved ones. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.